You're listening to the Patrick E. McLean podcast by, well, yeah, you guessed it, me. Today, enjoyment as a skill. So what if enjoyment is a skill? Not a personality trait, but a skill that you can get better at. And I don't want to confuse uh, enjoyment with happiness. I think happiness is sort of too big and nebulous to be a skill and something that's largely out of our control. But what about enjoyment? What if enjoyment is simply the skill of putting joy into an experience? Now, that would be a skill worth learning, wouldn't it? In fact, something like that might be the most important skill you could learn or teach your kids. I swiped this idea from a brilliant documentary with and about Carl Reiner. It's called something like, Every Morning I Read the Obituaries, and If I'm Not In There, I Eat Breakfast. It's about people flourishing into their 90s. And several people in it uh, make the comment that old people of like World War II vintage seem to have this skill of enjoying things. Like a cup of coffee. While drinking a cup of coffee, that cup of coffee becomes the greatest cup of coffee you've ever had. Kind of. I, I think the point is tough to explain, and I've been thinking about it ever since. So here's how I unpack it. Every person is cursed, in a way, by a bottomless need for satisfaction. You can never have enough. You could always have something a little better. Your car might be fine, but there's always a newer, shinier one. And even if you don't feel this way about cars, you certainly feel this way about something. Your house is nice, but there's a nicer one out there. Maybe it's smaller. Maybe it's bigger. Maybe it's newer or older or on the ocean or on a mountain. Maybe you're totally enlightened, independently wealthy, and you just live to do yoga all day long. Well, for you, there's always a nicer yoga mat or a pair of stretchy pants to make your ass look just that much more enlightened. We are the animal that is never completely satisfied. We can always torture ourselves by imagining an incremental improvement, even to paradise. And if we got everything we could ever want, as soon as we had it, we wouldn't want it anymore. We would become bored and have to blow it all to hell. Wants and desires are bottomless, troublesome things. So let's go back to the cup of coffee. While it's true that there's always a better cup of coffee out there, there's also almost an infinite number of ways the cup of coffee you have in your hand could be worse. Could be too cold, could be too hot, could be too bitter, too sweet. But that cup of coffee and the moment you have it in is the only one you can be sure of having. Tomorrow is uncertain, as is the very next minute. Most of the modern world is set up to insulate us from this truth one way or another. But that truth is inescapable. The cup of coffee you have might not be as good as a cup of coffee you remember or a cup of coffee you can imagine, but there's joy in it. I mean, unless it's poison and it's literally killing you with every sip, you're getting satisfaction out of drinking it. And I think some people are better at squeezing satisfaction out of things than others, and that it's not entirely a matter of temperament. It's not about being a pessimist or an optimist. And in fact, I think pessimists can enjoy when things are bad. And in some sense, that's kind of the definition of being a pessimist. I am not a pessimist, but I enjoy complaining. Not whining, you understand, but there is an art to a well-crafted grumble. 
In fact, when things are truly awful, I find a source of joy in black humor. I don't want things to be bad so I can be funny. But when you can create joy in the direst of straits with humor, it's a gift from God. It's a superpower. I mean, it might not fix anything in the long run, but it's a pause button on suffering. And that's remarkable. And if you don't think that pause button is really worth something, then you've been very fortunate. I have a friend. This is a 100% true story, not a joke. I have a friend who once got stabbed, not by accident, and they took him to the emergency room and they asked him that standard question, are you allergic to anything? And this guy had the presence of mind to say, yes, knives. Now will you stitch me up? I can also think of another loophole for the bottomless sucking pit of want inside of each of us. Love. Love is a primary experience, fundamental experience of enjoyment. You don't love your dog less because there are better dogs out there. In fact, in a real sense, there aren't any better dogs out there. To lose your dog is not to say, oh, great, yeah, now I can upgrade my dog. You lose your mind when you lose your dog. Your heart breaks. You search everywhere. You put up posters. You beg strangers to be on the lookout. You don't love your kids or your spouse in spite of their flaws. You love them because of their flaws. You find joy in them because they are the only them there could ever be. Your love infuses them with joy for you. Sure, love, marriage, families, cups of coffee, all of it can go wrong in countless tragic ways. Out of the crooked timber of humanity, no straight thing was ever made. But I don't think that alone invalidates my suspicion. I think enjoyment is a skill, and I'm pretty sure I can get better at it. And I think you can too. Okay, for this one, I didn't just speak into a microphone. I had to write this one down to figure out what I thought about it. And I'm going to be thinking about it a lot more. So please don't hold that against me. I'll, I'll fumble my way through all the rest of it.